0: Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you consume it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco.
1: And Thursday, too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio.
0: Welcome to Cena Nerd. Uh, we're back. It's it's been a week, but uh, we we took the week off. We all had some stuff going on, but we wanted to make sure we did come back this week because there was a lot of TV going on, a lot of movie stuff going on. So we're gonna we're gonna just jump right into it. Um, I'm your host, Pacing Pete, alongside always is Mr. I'm Salzy.
2: Yeah, that's me. Broadcasting from Earth Five, so a little <laughs> closer this time. <laughs>
0: Yep, uh, Matt. Matt's, uh, he likes to, uh, you know, travel the dimensions and, and go to the other multiverse and and land somewhere else that we don't know where he is, but you're doing okay over there in Earth 5 today, right Matt?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're doing good. Um, so far, no catastrophic typhoons or tornadoes to mess up my <laughs> recording devices, so it's good.
0: Good stuff. Um, and tonight we're joined by a very special guest, it's her first time on Scene A Nerd, Please welcome Amelia. Now, let me know if I pronounce this incorrectly. Emberwing. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay. okay. I just okay, cool. I just want to make sure because um, I know what it's like to have your name butchered, so your last name butchered. Uh, so yeah. I, I I always try to make sure that I ask the person, is that right? Did I say it right? Even before I even get there. So. I prefer- okay. Cool. Um, all right, so we're going to kick things off with redactions. I mean, We were off for a week, but Matt, did we screw anything up from the week before?
2: Um, not that I know of. Uh, we're squeaky clean from a couple weeks back. I just wanted to say sorry for everyone or for anyone who was waiting for a new episode last week. Um, we assure you it was super last minute that we had to cancel because of some things happening. So um, thanks for your patience, and we're happy to be back this week.
0: Yeah, personal things happened at the last minute. Just, you know, things out of our control, but we wanted to make sure we were back this week because, like I said, a lot of TV to get into. Uh, we'll be talking um, our usual shows today, and then um, at the end we'll talk a little uh, Batman, Superman, and uh, maybe a little Deadpool, so we'll just see how things go. All right, so we're going to kick things off here with Agent Carter this week, and today's, uh, this week's Agent Carter was a, um, a double-helping uh and let's just kick things off here. Um, Amelia, What did? You, can you give me your thoughts and impressions of what you thought of uh, just overall both shows?
1: Both episodes were great. Um, I was really, really engaged in both of them. Uh, I was really happy to see Anna Jarvis back. Uh, I was really sad that they gave us such a tremendous character, and then she just wasn't there for, like, <laughs> four episodes. Um, so they were very good. I was really happy to see Dottie. Uh playing with the gang, and there there was a moment where like all I could hear was Natasha Romanoff saying he he had orders to kill me, he made a different call. <laughs> uh so like the parallels between Dottie and the current Black Widow are awesome. And uh I'm really mad that they shot her, and yeah. <laughs> if she doesn't survive, I'm gonna cry like a child. Uh um, yeah, that's quite the quick yeah, um, yeah, um, and shout out to both of the writers, uh, both of them did really good. It was Brandon Easton's, you know, debut episode for Agent Carter, and he did a great job on Monsters, and it was they were they were a great couple episodes.
0: Yeah, so you know, because there were a couple episodes, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to sandwich this this TV talk of, of both shows into one. And I was talking about, mm-hmm. um, Whitney's really starting to seize her power. Um, you know, she's really just fully embracing how the zero matter is taken, is, is, is really inside of her, and she's got this power.ed We really see it on display when she's in front of the council, and and they're threatening her. And then you mm-hmm. know, we see her husband double crosses her. Um, what did you think of that scene, Amelia? Did you what did you think of Amelia just of, of Whitney just fully bracing, like you know who
1: she is now? So, the best villains are the villains that you can feel for. Like, you don't agree with what they're doing at all. But you, you see how they got there, and you see why they're doing what they're doing. And so, they did a great job on the first five episodes of helping show you what got Whitney to this point. So, by the time she finally snapped and gobbled up a bunch of Hydra jerks, um, totally Hydra, by the way, uh, <laughs> it was... It was like, it was wrong. You were obviously like, you can't do that. That's a bad thing. But it was also really satisfying, especially as a woman, to see just this woman who has been beaten down her whole life and underestimated and just treated as pretty when she's really a genius, to just see her snap and be like, all right, well, this is my show now. So sit down and listen up or I'm going to kill you. Okay, bye.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she really does do it with a smile, too. I'm really enjoying the actress that's uh, taking Whitney and, and really just developed this villainous character. Um, definitely something different than what we saw with Dottie in Season 1 um, against Peggy. And, you know, it's just it's a little bit more, you know, a little bit, a, a lot tougher of a villain. Um, mainly because she has powers and she can just use them to kill anybody um, anytime she wants. Um, and you can see, like, as, especially the scene where they, where they capture Dottie, And, uh, and, and just, I, I don't remember, I don't think, you know, in these short seasons that we've had so far, I don't think I've ever seen Dottie like scared out of her mind. And, and you saw that, like how terrified she was of Whitney, um, in that, in, in that scene where she's uh, questioning her about what Peggy wants. Um, but you know, before that, we, we, the reason that that whole situation happened is because we had a Jarvis and Dottie team up, which I thought was really funny Um, Amelia, what did you think of of that dynamic? Um, You know, Peggy was obviously out of commission. She couldn't do it, so they had to bring in Dottie. What did you think of that whole, you know, Jarvis and Dottie team-up?
1: I thought it was delightful just because they're polar opposites. So it was hilarious to see Jarvis's, like, class and awkwardness trying to deal with, with a Black Widow. And he... He handled it really well, uh, except for when he wasn't. And when he wasn't, it wasn't awkward or uncomfortable. It was just funny. So I thought that was a that was a fun way to just incorporate a little bit of humor into the show.
0: Yeah, it it really was. It really it was really like a funny funny moment. Um, mm-hmm. And then and of course when just as they think that everything's going okay and the plan is kind of starting to work, uh, then we see Jack walk in. Um, <gasps> And just just FYI, Amelia, Jack is Matt's favorite character on the show, right, Matt? Okay. <laughs>
2: Wait, hold on. Before you throw me under the bus, who's Jack? He's the he's um Chad Michael Murray, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I love to hate him. He's so bad. <laughs> so yes, yeah. not because I agree with all of his things. I just like him that he's a terrible human being.
1: <laughs> so you know, I'll tell you, I I actually I like the character as well, despite. The fact that he is a chauvinist tool, because I think he's eventually not going to be a chauvinist tool. So I think that I like to hope that he's going to be okay, and maybe that's Chad Michael Murray's jawline talking, or maybe (laughs) it's just that you know there's he he has those glimmers of hope. Like you can already see him kind of starting to pull away from Vernon and just kind of be like, I don't know. If I agree with you, I'm still going to stick with you because you're securing my future. But you can, you can see the hesitance there, even though he, you know, went in and ruined everything.
0: You know, speaking of Vernon, uh, do you think we're going to get to see him fully realized with, with – I mean, clearly he's playing a villainous role that, I mean, you know, it, it seems to me it's all kind of connected connected to Hydra. Yeah, um, do you absolutely. think do you think we're gonna get to see some sort of reveal by the seasons and I mean we only have three episodes left do you think we get, we're gonna get there
1: I don't really know I don't think he's super relevant so far as Hydra goes I, I feel like he's more of a Zola type character where he's just more of a puppet like he's he's pulling the strings with the FBI and those folks but I don't I don't see him as somebody as greatly important. Um, especially after his his interaction with Whitney, um, at the at the pool with whatever his I forget his name the creepy mobster guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, where he you, you could see that he was just like he wanted her to go his way, but he was also terrified. Which, mm-hmm. to be fair, all of Hydra is right now, or whatever we're calling them, the yeah. Gentleman's Club. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, totally. yeah. That, well, they I, they always refer to the council, I think, um, uh-huh. and so that's I think at least for now that's the name we we probably only have. Um, yeah. But uh, you know what's what's interesting too is they've they've brought in they've they're finally getting into the live the love triangle that yes. I think they've kind of teased since the first episode when we met Jason Wilkes. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you can see that, that Sousa does have feelings for Peggy and and it's, it's come a long way and they've finally opened that can of worms. Um, what, what do you think of this love triangle? I mean, I I mean, we didn't really have, we didn't have this at all in season one, mainly because you kind of had a little bit of connection to Steve Rogers still going on in, in the first season. so. So now we see a little bit more. We get to see a little bit more of of of, of a fleshed out romance, kind of. Um, What do you think of this love triangle? Do do you like where it's going? Um, You know, uh, even though we only have just a few episodes left.
1: So let me preface this with: I love Peggy Carter with all of my heart. (laughs) I love Daniel Sousa with all of my heart, and I like Jason Wilkes a great deal. With that being said, there is no place. In any story in the history of ever, for love triangles, <laughs> death to the love triangle! Make it stop! Make it go away! Stop using it as a story angle. It's not fun. It's not interesting. Its only purpose is to cause drama, and it's annoying. I hate them.
0: So basically, uh, stop trying to make fetch happen, right?
1: Yes, stop trying to make fetch happen. Fetch is never going to happen. <laughs> um, I hate them ardently. Like I just oh, they're awful. So I don't. I want it to stop. Is essentially what I want. I don't care who she ends up with. I just want it to go away.
0: Do Do you think this is the kind of thing they'll drag on till the end of the the the, the season, or do you think this will? It, this was the most we're gonna get.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Because here's the other thing: is I like Violet, and a lot of people were mad about Violet because it's just shippers being ticked off <laughs> if there's somebody else there. Yeah. Um. But I like I when they first introduced violet i was really concerned it was like you're really sweet and nice and kind so i'm worried you're a spy because i watch supernatural too much and i have ptsd (laughs) about characters so i like i like violet so i kind of want that to work out but i just i don't know i i feel like they can't just leave it here i feel like they're going to explore that more because you know peggy ending up with somebody is is a part of the story like just the moving past steve rogers which you know steggy for life um but yeah, like it it's going to continue. I wish it wouldn't. I wish it hadn't started. And that's not a shot at the writers. Like they are certainly not the first show and they are not the last show that's going to use the love triangle, but mm-hmm. it it's gonna keep going. Yeah, i it it
0: I think I, I think I definitely agree with everything you you just said. You know, it's there there is a place for for that, but not in these settings. Um yeah. and, and it it you know, and in these shortened seasons, you only have so many episodes to work on certain characters and focus on particular stories. So yeah, I, I think that while introducing Jason Wilkes, who I, who I really like as a character, um, yeah. it, it does take away from other things they could be doing, you know, like maybe establishing more of Whitney's power. Now that she's, you know, who she is, you know, realize who she is, um, maybe seeing what's going on with Dottie, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about in just a second. Um, yeah. or even let me just jump right into this. Now, Jason getting captured, um, Yeah. What did you think of that? That you know, um, you know, Dottie obviously had the distraction going on for everybody, so that her and her, who knew her new henchmen can can go in and take Jason. What did you think of that? How that all went down.
1: So I, not to toot my own horn, but I'm hilarious to watch TV shows with. Because I get so into it. I'm also a football fan, so I'm used to screaming at my TV. So, like, I. Oh, yeah,
2: congratulations, by the way. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Uh, not my Lions, but hey, go Broncos. Um, so, like, from the moment they realized that the trap was not set up where Dottie was, the trap was with Anna and Jason, I started freaking out and screaming at my tv and I like i again i do like jason i care about him a lot i like him and peggy's dynamic i want him to stick around but i was not worried about him i was worried about Anna. so i'm just shrieking at my television for her to hide throughout this entire span of time and then they you know they get him and they walk out and of course you know anna jarvis being the precious muffin that she is like stomps out. I was like, you're not going to take it, and they're going to stop you. And I'm just like, no, you're supposed to be hiding. <laughs> so like, I'm sad that Jason got kidnapped, but I'm more just save on a Jarvis immediately right now and tell me she's okay.
0: Yeah. That was a pretty crazy, that was a crazy moment. Um, and it really shows, you know, like I said, it, she really established herself as a villain in this episode Yes. And, and that and that really took the cake. I mean, that was like almost like Vandal Savage level of, of savagery, so to speak. Um, how she handled that. That was just, oh, uh, you kind of you felt so bad for Jarvis. I mean, he just poor guy. I mean, just nothing was going right, and then that happened. So Yeah. Um, but in the midst of all that happening, taking her to the hospital and, and trying to make sure she was okay, then Dottie escapes. Yes. <laughs> so um, you know, what did you think of her role in this whole episode and then how she's gone? I mean, do you think we're going to get to see her again?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's that's not a story that they're just going to leave open. And, I mean, it, it might not get revisited this season, but I feel like it's not a character that's going away, provided they get renewed, which they will. Um, so, I... She was obviously gonna get away. I mean, they ran off, and I was like, "You're leaving this poor cop," and there's no <laughs> way that he's not gonna do the thing. And he did the thing, and then he died. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. i I'm interested to be sure because I think Dottie's a really clever character. Like, not just, like, the character herself is clever. I think her aspect there is clever. And I, since I'm a huge Natasha Romanoff fan, it's kind of like getting a glimpse of what Nat was like when they first brought her over. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 fun to see how Dottie's playing into things and how, how low they have to go to kind of get things the way they need them to since they don't have SSR support.
0: Yeah, um... No, it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they do handle Dottie the rest of the way. And, and I just – I love seeing her in this episode. Maybe it's because yes. we haven't seen her for so long. um, And, and yeah. it wasn't just seeing her. It was just the fact that we had this unholy alliance for two episodes of Peggy and Dottie. Yes. And, man, can you imagine if they were on the same side? Oh, my God. They, they would yeah. – I would be fearful of, of all their enemies. That's all I got to say because they would – Absolutely. There's just no one that could stop them. Um, but uh, yeah. real quickly, let's just get to some Twitter responses that, you know, I tweeted out. You know, what did people think of the show? What did, you know, what are they enjoying? Uh, we had at Mark AJC said, been enjoying the show so far, though I know his role in the show, his role in quotation marks, in the show, but Jack Thompson needs a good arse whipping. <laughs> um, uh, at at Wood, uh, Woody, W-H-U-D-E-Y, <laughs> Um I really like the show. Never read the comics, but have enjoyed all this season and enjoying it. Um, our friend at Enza said, uh, love the apps. Dottie was a hoot. Susa Peggy were adorable and I wanted to punch Jack and Vernon. That's a theme. Everybody wants to punch Jack. Uh, Jarvis and Anna made me sad. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. So well, from there, we're going to get going to, uh, the next show, which is the flash. Uh, Matt, you can actually talk about this one, right? <laughs>
2: yes, finally! Oh my god, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, um, very good episode. You know,
0: we weren't here last week, so we didn't get to talk about Earth, you know, the the first part of this Earth 2 uh, adventure. So we didn't get to, you know, just real quickly drop in all the, the really awesome Easter eggs, the Supergirl and Jonah Hex and... and uh, uh, oh, I'm losing it. Ah... Uh, 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 I know you guys watched it too. Where were the other people in the time? I'm that...
2: um, pulling up my notes for last week, lol. <laughs> I just wanted to get – Talking about in like the time tunnel thing? Yes. I just know that they did glimpses of like uh, Gorilla Grodd for a yes, second. Yes, that's what I was thinking. mean they're going to actually have an episode in like the Gorilla Kingdom, whatever it's called. So It's possible. So that'd be kind of fun. It's
0: possible. We know how they left Grodd. So. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that real quick because I didn't get to say it last week because we weren't here. Um, But going on to this episode, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode. We got to see, and this is probably my favorite part, was Grant Gustin really stretching his comedic chops. Because him playing his Earth 2 self, I thought, was hilarious. Matt, what did you think of, of, of his portrayal of Earth 2
2: Barry? The whole time. So we didn't really see too much of it in the first part. But definitely in this week's episode, like, I was waiting for him to... He's Okay, sorry, let me say this first. Earth 2 Barry is the human version of Piglet from Winning the Pooh. That's just what it is. <laughs> That's just like, he's just, oh, deer. And then, like, <laughs> and then, um, but he definitely, like, still had his Barry Allen moment where he's talking to Earth 1 Barry and he's like, you know what? I went up here on, like, ice traps and wingtips with zero traction and we're all here because we want to save you. So, Quit being an asshole and let us save you. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty fun. I wasn't expecting that from Earth to Barry. I thought he was just going to be the hiding behind um, Detective Iris uh, Allen for, or Iris West, West I, guess, I don't know. West Allen, yeah. What does say? Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really liked how the moment he put on glasses, he was just like a scared little guy. Um, and then even when he was complaining about being like locked up, He's like, how like how dare you chain me to this thing and leave me here forever? And how long was I in here for? I was like, a day, <laughs> and then just silence. <laughs> so, um, definitely kind of a wuss version of him, but uh, it it was really funny to see him, um, even in even as like Earth One Barry uh, Grant Gustin really nailed like you know he's taking a selfie with Cisco, <laughs> and um, when they ran into. Um, uh, <laughs> What's it called Death storm uh, reject number one, and they're all like, oh, gasp he's a bad guy, and then he's really not, so that was kind of funny
0: yeah um, no, that was that um, was
2: funny I'm, I'm definitely getting my mileage out of uh, that that gif for sure of uh, both Cisco and Barry gasping in fear <laughs> um so it was it was fun seeing uh seeing Grant Gustin play a Barry that's not focused on being the flash and carrying the burden of. Of central city. So, um, super fun. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun. Definitely. one of my one of if not my favorite parts of that, sh- of that episode, you know, we start off the episode with zoom just after Wells. And I feel like, I feel like now we're really starting to see zoom in his true, you know, I mean, not that, that we never really saw him in a villainous form, but now we're, you know, like I was saying with, with Whitney and Frost and, and agent Carter zoom, we're getting, we're really getting to see how, um, how crazy he can be, and and especially with what he wants. Uh, Amelia, what did you think of of that opening and how he's going everywhere? I mean, basically putting signs up, give me Harrison Wells or else. Uh Uh-oh. Did we lose her? (laughs) Job. Oh, there you are. Making
1: him terrifying. Oh. And can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Okay. So (laughs) – Zoom is terrifying. They, they do, they do such a good job just making him just completely horrifying. And compound that with the fact that Harrison Wells is my favorite character, even though he's a giant jerk. <laughs> it was like, it, it, it filled me with a lot of worry at the beginning of the episode. I was like, oh my God, please don't kill him. Please don't catch him and kill him. So it's, it's, it's fun to see Zoom's motives cuz you you would think that it'd be like I have a flash and I'm done but they they did a good job driving home that he can't do what he needs to do with Barry and any other speedster without Wells's brains. So it's it's they they're doing a good job bringing in the multiple aspects of, you know, he he can't do this on his own and I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, um it's it's very interesting and uh to your point, I love Harrison Wells. Um, I think I actually love Harry Wells more than episode season one, Harrison Wells. Um, mm-hmm. maybe because I don't know. I, 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 always go back to the very beginning when they meet Harry Wells and, and, uh, and Cisco probably says the line of all lines when he goes, you know, our, our, our Harrison Wells is a bad guy, but you're just a dick. Like that was, just yeah. like, that was just so perfect. How Cisco did that and, and said that just nailed that line. Um, yeah. Now. uh. Let's, uh, let's do something we do here quite a bit on the show, and that is Theory Spiral. Um, we, we've we seen The Man in the Iron Mask a few times now, and, and everyone's theories are, are ramping and going crazy, and everybody has their ideas. Now, Amelia, I'll start with you. Who do you think is in The Iron Mask?
1: I think it's absolutely Jay, and I don't think the Jay that's on Earth-1 is Jay. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Jay.
0: Um, now, if, if 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 that is Jay, who do you think, the Jay Garrick that we're seeing, who is that?
1: I have no idea, but I do know that I just want Caitlyn Snow to be freaking happy is what I want, okay? So, I, I'm sitting here like, can you just leave her alone? Can you let her have something that's nice for once, you giant jerks? But I, I, I really don't know who the Jay Garrick that's there is uh that yeah i i we've we've seen somebody assume somebody I mean all of last season wells wasn't really wells, yeah, so we brilliant. know that it's possible in this in this universe, mm-hmm. so yeah, i don't i I don't think the character that we're seeing is jay Garrick to to further that point, like there are so many moments where Jay has had such surprising cowardice, and like Jay Garrick fans are like what's, what are you doing? Yeah. This is Jay freaking Garrett. Like what's happening right now? So I'm just kind of like, are you, are you playing up like these characteristics that you feel this person has and like overcompensating and like becoming them? So yeah, I, I definitely don't think Earth One Jay is Jay.
0: Well, to me, what always bothered me about Jay is if, if he has the speed force and, and, you know, we've always seen, we've seen Barry lose his, speed but then he gets it right back whether it doesn't matter how it is and so what always bothered me was okay wait a second if he's really jay garrick if he's really who he says he is then velocity all the velocity six seven eight nines would have jump-started his his ability and he would be fine so i always found it weird that he was he he only was able he was basically working at 30 40 percent and then he lost his speed and and I always thought it was very odd. Um so it's gonna be interesting to see um who who this is. Is this an imposter J? Who who is the imposter J? Um yeah. if it turns out that way. Uh Matt, what do you think? What are you what are your theories on this?
2: Well, when I first saw that I was like, Wait, is that like the Spartan helmet like surgically attached to somebody or something? <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what is that doing in this show again? Um no, nobody, nobody else thought it was a Spartan helmet on top of somebody. Okay, right. <laughs> uh, okay, no, nope, that's fine. That's cool. It's fine, Pete. <laughs> um, deafening silence. No, uh, I, I didn't really think about who was under the mask until like I started seeing people talk about it on Twitter. I don't have like a hard guess, but I probably think it's. Um, I don't think it's Jay. Although by me saying that, it probably is Jay. Uh, just because. I've given him so much crap, like Jay Garrick, um, in the past few like a uh, weeks, just because he's so boring and stuff, and really a lot of episodes. Then he really like saddled up and he became a badass this episode. So, um, um, I I don't want it to be a captured actual Jay and the and the one on Earth one is super evil because yeah, I agree, Amelia, Caitlin should be happy. She deserves to be happy. Poor oh my girl. God. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter what Earth she's on, she always loses uh, Ronnie, and I felt really bad. Um, oh. But under the helmet, I, I'm thinking it uh, it might be another speedster to reveal. Um, it could be like Earth Two Wally. It'd be kind of cool. Um, like he's just like somehow like he's in an anti speedster helmet. That's why Zoom keeps him there or something. Um, but I'm not too sure, actually, because they don't really say if there's multiple, like, you know, because how Wally West is a speedster, if he's already discovered his powers, how come nobody is asking about where he's at, as well as their version of the Flash, the Golden Age Flash? Anyway, I I, I really just have no idea. And I really hope it's not Jay, because he deserves to be, like, redeemed, at least his character is, in this, in this uh, season, so... We'll see what happens though I mean it's gonna be a big reveal at the like towards the end if not the finale then you know the day before the fin- uh, the week before the finale
0: yeah it's it's good to be interesting if it is Jay I mean I can definitely see why people would 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 cling to that theory and I think it makes sense um, partially because if you think about it there's no one else that it's not like zoom went out and, and, and you know took hostage a bunch of people he was very specific about who he took hostage so you know you got barry and you got jesse and then you got mystery man who might be jay garrick and it makes sense if he's trying to zap everyone's juice if he's trying to zap everyone's speed um it would make sense to have the speedsters there so he can you know he can go so he can you know fully realize his plan um but i've heard a lot of different theories like maybe it's iobard thawne in earth 2 um, maybe it's, um, maybe it's Eddie um, maybe it's the Eddie that we thought could have died, but he got sucked up into, um, you know, the, uh, the breach. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of different theories. Um, one, uh, one theory on Twitter we got responded to said, uh, said, in my opinion, the man of the mask is true, is true Jay Garrick. Uh, masked man seemed to get upset when Barry said Jay is safe on earth one and two when they were communicating. So. He did get upset. Oh, that's a
2: good observation! I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, he did get bothered when Jay when Barry was like, "Yeah, he's fine." You know, it just he definitely looked defeated. Like, no, that's not that's not Jay.
2: Um Which makes me think, why don't you if if they figured out the code, why don't you just start with I am Jay Gary? You know what I'm saying? But uh, whatever, though, story. that's television. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> because television, let's just pull a Deadpool and be like, you know, to advance the plot.
0: <laughs> um. You no know, i I did enjoy uh the killer Frost that we finally got to see in these last two episodes with caitlin um, and it was kind of cool seeing her kind of making a turn and helping him helping him out uh, at the end there uh Amelia, what did you think of uh danielle pennebaker's killer Frost and and how she did kind of redeem herself at the end of this episode?
1: I thought she did really good uh, i i like Danielle Pennebaker as an actress uh Ever, ever since Sky High, I was like, oh, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> but I, like, I've like i been waiting for Killer Frost since we we met Caitlyn Snow. I'm really glad that they aren't making the Caitlyn that we know Killer Frost, because that was something I was really terrified of at the end of season one, because um, I didn't want to lose her because I love Caitlyn. But I thought they did a good job of staying at the core of who caitlin snow is even though it's it's earth one and earth two Caitlyn, at the end of the day she still loved ronnie or deathstorm or whatever you know killer frost decided to call him and i i really enjoyed the the cisco moment beforehand because it, it if, if you remember in season one, like, even though Caitlin was the one that lost Ronnie, she was there for Cisco a lot about, you know, blaming himself, about leaving him. So it was nice to see Cisco kind of be able to turn the tables and, you know, be like, hey, you know, you can do some good here. I know you love him. Let's go do the right thing. So that was nice.
0: Yeah, that was nice. And like I said, it was very redeeming for her character, even though I think it, 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 yeah. it's, it's an off screen thing. So we don't know if she's alive or dead. Um, you know, she could have luckily made it out knowing zoom, he could have just killed her as soon as he had the chance. Um, and then speaking of killing people, um, he might've killed Jay or whoever is parading around as Jay. Matt, what did you think of that sequence where it seemed a little convenient that Jay was kind of walking a little towards the breach, very kind of cliche is setting up almost, um, but then instead of just, like, him getting sucked in or, or, or Zoom pulling him in, which he did, he s- straight sticks his arm right through his chest. Uh, what did you think of that whole sequence?
2: Do you remember um, Point Break with Keanu Reeves and he turns around and he gives a thumbs up in the rain? <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for him to do that <laughs> because the whole time Jay was, like, walking towards the reactor, everyone was like, yay, they're back, Yeah, I'm like, why is Jay going towards the reactor? Why is he going towards the portal? And I'm like physically stepping away from the screen. I'm like, don't do it, dude. You're finally cool. Don't do it, dude. And then he turns around. And he's like smiling, and I'm like, oh god, Zoom's arm's gonna come right through him. And then it did happen. So I don't think he's dead. I think Zoom somehow just kind of like grabbed him haphazardly. Um, and if and if Zoom's like, for some reason, saw Jay on the other side and wanted to kill him just like to fuck up with people. Um, language, sorry, Sarah, if you're listening, um, then that kind of kills the whole idea of who's under the helmet because why would he just kill Jay or that Jay if he's if he zoom planted Jay on the other side, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know, I I, I really don't think he's dead. They invested too much time and effort into the J and Caitlyn storyline for jay just said die just like that um but the re-return to earth 2 for jay would be fun and a final showdown with zoom in earth 2 and then somehow crossing over back into earth one would be fun so um i don't know we'll just have to see what happens i I don't have too much theory about it
0: no that well that'll be interesting too because i think that speaks to um this could definitely speak to uh you know if jay is the other person in the, in the cell um you know, uh, this could be Zoom controlling whoever this person, this fake Jay is. So, um, I think that that's probably, to me, that's what ge- kind of threw it in the fire more that it could be uh, uh, a fake Jay because Zoom can use, I mean, if he's been using, if Zoom's been using Jay to get to Earth-1 and, and somehow close to Barry, uh, he, he pretty much becomes expendable if, if Zoom just decides to go and do things on his own. So, um. All right, so let's move on then to this week's episode of Arrow, um, which was pretty interesting. I actually enjoyed this week's episode. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on, uh, especially with uh, Oliver and his uh, mayoral race. And and we had a new uh, – well, not a new character, but we had a new candidate uh, kind of come out of nowhere and surprise him and, and have a debate with him. Uh, Amelia, what did you think of this uh, – of Damien Dark's wife uh, – stepping into this uh, opposing role and which, which obviously turned out to be much more than what it was.
1: So I, I find dark's wife pretty uninteresting, but I did like that. She was a catalyst to bring out some of that classic Oliver Queen sass. Cause for the past or for the first three seasons, we didn't have Oliver Queen and the green arrow. We had Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's very nice to see that they finally moved away from Batman story to telling a Green Arrow story. Oliver and the Green Arrow are quippy, they're sassy, they're funny, and Oliver got so many great shots in that were just they were they were little, they were slight, but I was like, ah, oh, there's that sass, yes. So <laughs> it was. I I don't really care was a character, but I did like that she was a catalyst for er- or Oliver getting those moments.
0: Yeah, she's really stood up to even. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I don't know if she knows if Oliver's the Green Arrow. I don't even think if Damien knows yet. That's who. Is it, has that been established? I'm, I'm, am I am I losing it or does? Oh Dirk yeah, see? yes, dark dark knows. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he um, knows. That's why he shot Felicity. That's right. That's right. Um, but you know, yeah. it, it's it's it was kind of. I thought it was kind of cool that she just straight stood up to Green Arrow, Oliver. You know, like. I'm not afraid of you. And I thought that was interesting because it just kind of echoed, uh, it echoed how I guess her and dark have this strong personality and they, and they stand side by side. So I thought that was very interesting character wise. Um, now uh, something that was very interesting in this episode was we got to see, uh, Thea stumble upon, um, uh, Oliver's, uh, or the, the hush money sent out by, um, their mom. And it's, to cover up uh william which it it, it, a lot of this finally is starting to kind of rear its head which makes sense because we're getting to the end now so some something like this is going to happen now one of our editors at the gww.com everett harm he wanted me to read a piece from his article on the review he wrote because he wanted to know what we thought about about this um this particular scene um because he thought it was kind of dumb of the characters to not be prepared that the opposing, um, whether it was a political uh, a political opposing party or just the villains, would not dig something up like this. Um, and he said, quote, um, Let's say on one hand you have a mayoral candidate with a normal campaign team doing standard deep background checks looking for cracks. On the other hand, you have a super tech savvy evil organization hosted campaign able to do extremely illegal but more effective background checks. The first campaign finds out about Oliver's son, even without the super tech-savvy organization. See the problem? Thea and Oliver talk about William this episode was really stupid, even though it was well-acted. If Thea was able to find a discrepancy in the, tax, fi- the, the text fi- tax filings of their mother that led to Samantha Clayton, and in turn led to her son, you'd expect that they'd realize that Dark would be able to find this out, too. Um, what do you guys think of that? Um... Uh, Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. What did you think of – do you agree? Do you think that they were kind of dumb going about this uh, and didn't think that nobody would try to dig something up on Oliver?
2: Yeah, I was surprised that it was – I almost said John Barrowman. Um, (laughs) I totally forgot the character's name. (laughs) Yeah, Malcolm Merlin. I'm surprised that it was Malcolm Merlin that had to bring that up to Damien because he has all these resources. He's like – you know, super tech company, like, however it's said, and all this and that, and, you know, they're planning to, you know, to stage a coup against Oliver Queen and disrupt his tendency, but, I mean, like, they couldn't figure out that he had a son in Central City, like, I mean, I understand why they had to have them not know that, because story, but it's, it was a little distracting that, that, it was. It had to be Malcolm Rowan to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it kind of. It kind of puts Hive at. It. It, it kind of makes me rethink if, if Hive is really that clever, or maybe they're commenting on how disorganized they actually are for a super villain conglomerate. I guess. So, um, I agree with Everett, man. Like, I, it was a little distracting, but um, I don't. I. I don't find it like unforgivable. Like, I it. It doesn't really matter to me too much um that Hive didn't know, but um it it kind of just sheds a little light on the um the little attention to details that makes some shows really great and and some shows uh good well, what are your that's thoughts? my opinion though
0: okay what what are your thoughts on that amelia
1: so I actually completely disagree. Um, and here's why. I I think it boils down to Hive and Damien Dark's hubris, because they weren't looking for dirt. They just assumed first that they were going to be able to scare him off, which didn't work. So then they thought, oh, well, we'll kill you or somebody you care about, which also didn't work. Like, they haven't gotten to the point of let's dig up dirt. They don't... they from their eyes, they don't need to, they're just going to shoot you. Like why bother? It's just not how they operate. Resources? Sense. Yeah. Like, I don't need to do that. I can kill you with my bare hand and I don't have to strangle you. I just touch you and you die. So I, I think it boils down to supervillain villain hubris more than it does. Writers not paying attention.
0: That's, that's a good point. It's, it's, it's really comes down to how, how they operate. That's a good point. Um, now moving on from that, we we got a lot of flashbacks in this episode. I feel like we got more than we usually get. Um and and my biggest complaint uh during the whole season has been when when they do flashbacks, I don't feel like I feel like they're just puzzle pieces to so obviously the the much grander uh the much more grand puzzle picture we're going to get once these pu- pieces are all together. But it felt like this was like almost like a puzzle in its uh, a puzzle in itself. Because we saw a whole lot go down, especially we finally saw Coglin get killed. Which, if you listen to the show and you heard it a few weeks back, I, I was me and Sarah were kind of theorizing that because uh, there's been a lot of references to a quote unquote another Slade coming back into town, um, and so my theory was that well, mine and Sarah's theory was that it could be um, it could be Coglin, it could be somebody from the past coming. Um, uh, and, and, and him having involvement in the grave, uh, because remember if you go back to all the flashbacks that were mentioned, uh, they never name who the person is that put whoever's in the grave there. It's always he, 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 we don't get a name. So, so I'm just saying that, that, that pretty much threw my theory out the window, Matt, what did you think of the flashbacks this week? And, and, uh, and finally seeing Coglin uh, get his, so to speak.
2: Well, Pete, as you know on the show, no one ever dies. <laughs> so you could get your wish. You never know. That's I don't true, know why they true. would I don't know why they would go through all that trouble just to bring him back. But um uh yeah, like I, I Andy's been on the show, Andy from the Flash Podcast has been on the show a few times this season, um of Arrow and um I'm with him where I'm just super not into the flashbacks, even though I was excited about mysticism coming to the show. Um it seems super boring. I'm not really thrilled about the whole thing with um, the whole stuff happening on the island and then this secret map to riches or, you know, it's like adult goonies. You know, it, it's whatever, I guess. Um, but I was more interested in seeing Oliver kill someone again. It was almost shocking. It was shocking. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's that's kind of what he used to do. <laughs> you just stab him straight in the heart. Um As for, like, what do I think is going to happen for the rest of the flashbacks for the season, I'm not really sure what's going to happen, as usual. I kind of just let things happen as they go. But I do think that um, they're going to find, like, this crazy mystical, like, you know, um, like, object, like, in in terms of, like, you know, some crazy mystic MacGuffin kind of thing that everyone has to fight over to get off the island and then the island blows up and then that's the end of Leon U but not really and then and then like I don't know it's going to be like something totally out there that is totally not related to Arrow um, that it's going to tie into how the next season is going to be portrayed where it has all these crazy magic stuff and this and that so um, yeah I guess that's it yeah I don't don't really know (laughs) no that's adult Goonies that's what I'm that's what I'm sticking with (laughs) (laughs) nice Um, now,
0: like, like I said, there was a lot of stuff going on in this episode, um, but I felt like what kind of brought everything back down a little bit was the moment we had with Curtis giving Felicity the best gift ever, and that was a chip that is going to allow her to walk again. Um, that was a really sweet moment, because, I mean, I don't know what she got, I didn't expect that. Um, he kept teasing to her that he was going to give her, uh, uh. A, an engagement gift and then that's what it was Amelia what did you think of that whole moment and um and and how it played out uh in the show
1: I didn't cry oh <laughs> I didn't cry at all well wow. uh <laughs> I I love Felicity Smoke Felicity Smoke is one of my favorite characters in television slash comic history so at, at Barbara Gordon is pretty much one of the only other ones that comes before her so because of all of the parallels that happened between them, I just, when when she ended up in the wheelchair, I was like, oh, no, but it's fine. It's all fine. Like, you're still going to kick ass and be amazing. And then when Curtis showed up with this thing, like, I, like you guys, I didn't expect it at all. I thought Curtis was working on some other super secret project and that the engagement gift was just a, an excuse. Like, I didn't think that's what it was at all. So when he told her, I just not so much the look on her face, but the look on Oliver's face. Yeah. And then he called him terrific. And I was like, Yee! cause he is. Yay. <laughs> so it was, it was such a sweet, awesome moment. And I, I loved it a lot. It was, and it, it saved from the creepy, awful suburbia people.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. Um, no, but Oliver did have a really good reaction and, and he did have a fantastic nod, so to speak. Um, Let's see here. That was super cheesy, wasn't it? Um, Let's see here. So uh, we end the show with Damien showing he has William. Uh, A very creepy moment, it seemed like, almost. Matt, what did you think of of that ending? And obviously, um, you know, how it's going to affect the rest of the season. Yeah, like, um,
2: well, like, I was waiting for a scene at the end of the episode where it's Damien, like knocking on the door, like like it's a someone knocking at a random door and person opens the door and it's Damien Dark and he's like, like hi, I'm here to take your son and then he like kills the wife or the car, sorry, kills um his name's William, right? Uh, kills like the boy's mom or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's the end of that theory that she's in there, but um. No, he just kind of just shows up like, "Hi, we're going to be taking care of him for a little bit." And um like like the little girl just no questions, you know. She's like, "Yeah, sure. Whatever, dude. Want to come and play?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah." So I I'm interested to see how dark got a hold of William. I'm interested to see how he kind of uh, if he just straight up kidnapped her. Or, like, kind of, like, was super sneaky about manipulating the mom into handing over her son for some reason. But um, uh, I'm expecting, like, next week's episode to be like, um, like, Oliver, I told you never to talk about William, but he's been kidnapped. So I need your help with you and your super friends. And then... Uh, Felicity's like, no, what? You lie to me. And then this is like the breakup episode that me and um, Sarah's been dreading um, the whole time. So um, I'm interested to see what happens next week and how, um, if Dark's ready to pull that trigger and like ready to dangle his son like off of a roof or something like that to try to get him to stop.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Interesting to see, like you said, how he even got a hold of William. Um, you know, obviously he has he has his ways um but you know is is Samantha alive is she being hosti- taken hostage herself somewhere was she manipulated somehow um you know it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and and what role she even plays going forward i mean does she become a, a candidate for the grave we don't know um anything's possible oh one other thing i thought it was kind of cool that Damien Dark at the very beginning of the show showed that he like is a pretty much uh, has the force because he killed some dude on a TV screen. Did you get? Do you guys remember that in the very beginning?
2: Yeah, he's like I'm imagining yeah. myself in there. I'm like, is that how his powers work? <laughs> and I got really scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a pretty powerful dude. But I thought that was a really kind of funny moment. Not funny, haha. But you know, like this is just like didn't I didn't I knew he was powerful, but that kind of showed how uh, how powerful he really is. Um. All right. So moving on, we have Legends of Tomorrow. Uh. You know, this started out very interesting because you know this is the second part. Uh. This is the second part of this of this uh, kind of arc they got going on, and and we start off with Stein in Star Labs with uh Cisco. Kind of. Uh, Amelia, what did you think of that opening and and how uh and how it was kind of weird to see Star Labs and Cisco and not. Cisco-ish.
1: I didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. I didn't want to be a part of it. I like not not because like it was bad writing, just because it was it was not Cisco and it was so clearly not Cisco. It was just like, ugh, get stop it, stop this, this blah, no, no.
0: It made you sick bleh. to your stomach, didn't it?
1: It did. It made me feel uneasy. Like, get this out of here. What is this?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was really weird because I, I I think actually that day. I don't know if they'd released it that day or or that week, but I had watched. They released the first like minute or so of that scene on the internet, and I saw it, and I was like, "What? Like Cisco's in the episode? Like what the heck's going on?" So I was very intrigued. But um, I think that we can all like agree that it was definitely not the Cisco we know um, because of how he was dressed and how he was talking to to Doctor Stein. It just it was just very very weird, but very nice handling of how to how to. Had to take control of Doctor Stein or manipulate him uh, to try to get him to talk. Obviously, it didn't. It didn't work till uh, Vandal Savage had to come in and take some drastic measures. Um, uh, oh, before I move forward, I did want to mention. I was disappointed that we didn't get to meet Mayor Snart in Earth Two. I just wanted to put that out. Oh my right.
1: god, I'm so sad. Uh, I, wa- I
0: wanted. To <laughs> I would have me- loved to seen that. I wanted to see that so bad. So speaking of 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 uh of leonard snart um how cool was it matt to see the to to hear him uh bust that prison break reference oh do you remember oh you didn't watch it never mind (laughs) oh no i'm a
1: fraud
0: (laughs) amelia save me
1: I've i I'm sorry but you're going to drown here cuz I've never seen Prison Break. <laughs> okay,
0: never mind then. I, okay, you know what though? Okay, <laughs> I will say this. I've never seen Prison Break. I know he was in it um along with uh I can't remember his name but but who the guy who plays uh, Heat, Wave. Um, Heat Wave. so I know they had yeah. the connection there, but he did I I he did drop the whole uh, you know, this isn't my first time breaking out of prison's reference and I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, obviously if you're Prison Break fan you went crazy when you heard him say that um now vandal savage man this guy is just is just crazy to another degree um the way he you know was torturing uh ray and um and heatwave amelia what did you think of of that i mean he he just really knows how to get at you without killing people i mean there's just it was crazy
1: He's so gross, and they've done such a good job making him gross from the very first episode. Like, you're watching him, and you see who you don't know is Hunter's wife and child at this point, but you see him, and he just, like, caps a woman and a child at Point like Rage, and you're just like, well, all right, then. Let's go. Okay. Uh, and just every episode since, they have had something just making your skin crawl with this character, and that's... it. they... uh And... This episode he tortured, you know, the fluffy bunny Ray Palmer, and you're just like, Ugh, ugh <laughs> He's gross.
0: You know, s- speaking of Ray Palmer, what did you think of of Yeah, is he a little is he too much Boy Scout? Is he too goody goody? Um or is he or do you think or do you think that's exactly how Ray Palmer is and, and, and Brian Roth is portraying him? Because he, he does bring that very goody goody attitude, but it's it's not it's because he believes in things. He, he even says that uh, when he's having this conversation with the Heat Wave. You know, I don't – I believe in things. That's why I stand up to what – I might take an ass whipping, but it's because of something I believe in. What do you think of all that?
1: So two things. They called Brandon Routh a Boy Scout, and I fangirled for like three minutes straight. Like I literally did a stupid little dance in my chair because that is Superman, oh, totally. and I was so yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally sat there squeeing like a moron. <laughs> Um, second of all, I love the way they are depicting Ray Palmer and the, like the first two episodes, that was my primary complaint with the show was, could you guys maybe lay off Ray for three seconds? Because like everybody was taking shots at him and he just kept taking it. And throughout the whole show, he's continued to, you know, be that person that takes it. But in this episode, we got to see him stand up for those things and it made it so much better it was like it was like wash and mal and war stories it was just that great moment of these are my beliefs and these are my ideals and yeah they're gonna get me hurt but i'm not gonna let them hurt you it, ugh, it was so good i loved it i love the way they're portraying ray and i love the way brandon ralph does it
0: yeah he's um I, i've loved Brendan Routh as Ray Palmer ever since we've had him on Arrow. You know, I mean, yeah. his, his inclusion into the DC TV universe has been really awesome and his take on on Ray Palmer Adam has been has been great and I I love his addition to the show and and he's been really really good on on Legends. It's been he's been really really good. I I've enjoyed his character a lot. Um now the yeah. other thing going on too is we had Jefferson uh really stepping up to the plate. Uh you know, we, the last couple episodes he and Stein have pretty much been at each other's throats. Um, they haven't been able to get along at times, uh, even when they've been, you know, when they've when they've come together to form Firestorm. Um so it was really good to see because I mean I almost feel like in the last episode we had um Kendra kinda still kinda dealing with what she's going through. You know, she lost Carter, she's still trying to uh I mean, even though she she remembers who she is from her past life, she's still trying to embrace herself. And I and I saw mm-hmm. some similar pa- parallels with Jefferson in this episode in this last two episodes because he he's still trying to find himself as well, um, you know you saw that when he was in the prison he's like you know oh I'm you know twelve seconds left or whatever so it says third and you know he's 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 pumped himself up trying to get himself going, and I really enjoy that I really liked his character because I think what they're doing is they're doing a nice job. Of building his character even more to be somebody that's that's gonna be like a leader one day or or somebody that's going to, that people are gonna follow. Uh, what did you think yeah. of, of how that arc all went down and and how and he really did they, they did almost redeem themselves together when they came together.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really hit or miss on Jack's, um, but to your point about like eventually becoming a leader, I feel like that's something that's happening with all of these characters, particularly Ray. Um, cause you, you know, you see his goody, goody bubblegum ideals, but you, you see that he's eventually going to be somebody that, that takes the lead because of that empathy and with, with, with Jax and with Kendra, it's, it's the same thing. And I, I have a hard time with young people, I say as a young person. So like, it's, there are definitely moments where I'm like, oh my God, you whiny brat, stop it. But like. I, when when they first introduced the character on the Flash, I loved him. So I'm just kind of clinging to that love that I had for him when they initially brought him in as Firestorm. Um, and he did have a couple of really great moments in this episode, so that was nice to see.
0: Yeah, they 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 really did. So you know, we'll, like I said, we'll we'll get to see more of this build up as we go. Um, and so to talk about the end, we got to see uh, you know them get attacked, um, and and attacked so bad that they got. I mean, I think Rip said that they kind of just fell out of whatever the time loop, wherever they were at into anywhere they could go they could fall at any time, any, uh, time, any, I'm losing my words. Um,
1: any time or place, any
0: time or place. And they just so happened to land in star city in 2046. Um, I'm not complaining. I just, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's just, you know, kind of convenient, but it, it, it's for a reason. And that is yeah. uh, because, you know, in the next episode, we're going to get to see Old Man Arrow, so to speak. And um, it's it's going to be awesome. And and we do see an Arrow character, but it's not an Arrow character any of us know. Um, it's mm-hmm. somebody completely different. And according to at least the reports, it's going to be Connor Hawk, um, who is Oliver's son. So that's who we're going to get to see. And yeah. you do see him in that final shot in Legends. Um, which, what did you think of all that scene? I mean, it just, it looked like a war zone, uh, when they, when they got in there.
1: Uh, pretty much my entire thought process was old man Oliver is coming during that whole scene. So like, I was excited to see Connor. Um, and I'm excited that they, they cast a black actor for Connor. Um, so like there was, there was that excitement from the diversity angle, but pretty much my two thoughts were old man, Oliver's coming and <laughs> smoke technologies, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, was, I, I thought
0: it was, was I, it. I, I, I really liked how Ray was one who point that out because you know, like, you know, uh, Sarah, um, you know, anybody, uh, anybody else could have pointed it out, but it was, I thought it was cool that they let Ray say, Hey, smoke technology. You know, he just, I, I thought, I really liked that. I thought That was a nice touch um yeah for sure yeah uh so uh the one comment we did give about this show uh from at mark ag said ajc said enjoying this show uh also but have a feeling someone else on the team is going to bite the dust thought i read somewhere that if show continues for season two team won't be the same enjoying the time travel aspect um yeah i mean there's there's been reports that uh and, and actually I, I believe the showrunners actually came out and said that this could pot- potentially be a show where it's going to be a revolving door of characters. Um, no, which, which is, I think will be interesting if they do that. Um, I mean, it, it, I w- it would be, it could be a lot of fun. I mean, there's already, uh, they've already confirmed that Jonah Hex is going to be in it. So, you know, that's, there's a potential right there for, for somebody joining the, uh, the team, but it does make the question who would, who would leave, uh, who would get, Somehow have to leave the team, or because at this point I would think that if anyone is gonna leave the team, it's gotta be by some sort of death, or or uh, or maybe they get st- stuck in you know some sort of past that they travel to. Um, because yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a thing where one of them's like, okay guys, I'm out, deuces, I'm I'm see you later. You know I don't think it's gonna be like that at all. I think we've gotten past that with a lot of these characters. They know where they're at. They've accepted. Um, their responsibility. They know what they, what, what they're doing and why they want to do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you want to say anything else about that, Amelia?
1: Um, I, I hope they don't go that way. And that's just solely personal preference. I get way too emotionally ca- attached to characters. So when, when shows are, are a revolving door of characters, it actually makes me leave. Um, and it's, it's funny that they've done such a good job with the characters they have. Because, I mean, had you told me two years ago that my favorite character on a show was going to be Captain Frickin' Cold, I would have <laughs> laughed in your face. But what they have done with both cold and heatwave because i hate heatwave on the flash like he's just he's his only purpose is to be there with snart like he's he's completely uninteresting and irrelevant on the flash he's like a meathead but they, basically <laughs> yeah he's he has no purpose but the little moments that heatwaves had on this show and the the just ton of moments that snarts have i i really like that they've brought that to those characters and i'm sure they would do great with those other characters that if if they decided to bring other characters in but the thing is is they've already gotten me emotionally attached to these characters so we're gonna keep these and just make another show for those other ones
0: (laughs) yeah i um i think we can all agree matt even though you haven't seen this episode that captain and cold has probably been our favorite characters um on the show
2: Matt, captain cold's my favorite character like since his inception like on The Flash like he's, Captain Cold my favorite character on The Flash that's just what it is and now he's also my favorite character in uh, Legends of Tomorrow yeah he's so good
0: yeah it's it's uh, Wentworth Miller has just done an amazing job of of making you almost kind of get mad and hate him at times but then you almost love him even more than hate him uh, for what he does because yeah. he's just his character has just been phenomenal in the show yeah.
2: his character hates so much that he has to do good things and i think it's so funny <laughs> like in the like um last week's episode um when um uh boy scout ray palmer was like you gotta go savored and then like uh Captain Cole was like, uh, okay, fine. Let me just, whatever. Uh, and he, he just left begrudgingly like, I'm going to Yeah. It's pretty funny. That
0: was pretty funny. Oh, I uh, forgot. The one other tweet that uh, Mark said also was, hope the show will work in the multi-first aspect. That would be awesome. I think it will. I think eventually, I mean, you already have that kind of happening with Barry, uh, you know, uh, creating the bridge. Uh, he's obviously been to Earth 2. We're going to see him on Supergirl next month. Uh, I mean, it's it's... It's all going to snowball eventually. And and I, I I mean, how can you not have a multiverse story and not include Legends of Tomorrow? I think it'd be awesome. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for TV Talk for now. Um, we weren't here last week, like I said earlier, so I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on the final Batman v Superman trailer. It dropped last week, um, and it's, it's certainly been, um, at least for me, one of the better ones that they've done in a while. Um, I mean, I've... I'm kinda, I am kind of like all the trailers in general, but this one, I mean, we got to see, I don't know, Batman was just, was just so badass in that first scene that we see him in. Um, very reminiscent, moving very, moving very reminiscent of, of uh, Batman in, in the Arkham series games. And I, I really, really liked uh, seeing that because we didn't get to see that. We haven't seen that at all in any of the trailers. So it was a nice little tease as to what we're going to get next month. Uh, Amelia, what did you think of this final trailer?
1: I don't know if you want to ask me any of my opinions on Batman versus Superman, because I don't have anything nice to say. Uh-oh, so.
0: uh-oh.
1: <laughs> I, are you, yeah, not,
0: are you I'm, feeling it? Um, it's okay, it's, it's open was, space, it's open space.
1: Batman was was my first superhero, and Batman has always been my favorite superhero, and I love Superman in a very real way. And I think what we have seen of Batman has been interesting and I agree with you that it looks good the way he moves and the rage that they're showing, that is absolutely Bruce Wayne. Um, What they are not depicting is Clark Kent and it makes me irritated in a very real way, especially when the director of the movie comes out and says, I didn't change the character, you just must not obviously be a fan so, yeah, um, I will go see it, and I hope to be wrong about every single negative thing that I've said, which, I will not lie to you, has been a lot. Um, <laughs> but I do not have high hopes, and I do not care for Zack Snyder, and I do not care for his depiction of Superman. Okay. Because the S means hope, damn it. <laughs> It stands for hope. You don't get to say it stands for hope and then show no freaking hope in the things. And, yes, Batman is constantly like that when he meets new people. That is absolutely how it is. Mm -hmm. But Superman isn't like that. And they're just, merg. (laughs) No.
0: That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, I respect your opinion. I respect your opinion. So thank you for that um
1: and i'm glad that you guys are excited like i'm so glad that there are people who are stoked for this movie like i'm not trying to say don't enjoy the things that you enjoy i'm just saying that it's it's not something that i enjoy and that's totally cool
0: and and i totally agree with that you you know that's that's the beauty of everyone going to see the movie they they have their own opinion and that's it and that's great and 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 um and yeah that's all i wanted to say about that um matt what did you think of the final trailer
2: you know how you see, like, final trailers for movies and they just reveal way too freaking much? Um, I feel like this uh, trailer didn't really do that, at least for me. Um, I don't really know a lot of the motivations behind why they're fighting, which is good. That's kind of the whole pivotal point of the movie. They're fighting each other. Let's find out why. Um, but I'm mostly interested in um, uh, watching Lex Luthor. Um, I'm I'm more curious than excited, let's just say that. I'm holding reservations. Pete, I know you've been super jazzed about this since the Inceptor, <laughs> or since they premiered it. I've been like, hmm, I think they're blowing their wad a little soon. Um, and uh, I, I don't really dislike what's going on. I don't really have a big background on the characters. But I do know that um, I'm, I'm definitely holding my reservations until I watch it. Um and I'm, I'm not as excited as some people are. People are like, oh, this is the movie when DC finally catches up with Marvel in the movies. And I'm like, <laughs> DC's been killing it in the animation sector forever. They didn't need to do this, but they did. Um, and then the whole Suicide Squad thing, everyone's super jazzed about that. I've been just kind of like laying in the cut with all these and just kind of picking and choosing which characters look the most interesting. And um, I'm still waiting for that, like – Head shave scene with Jesse Eisenberg just taking the Clippers. He goes full crazy <laughs> as Lex Luthor and just shaves his head because why not? Because I know Zack Snyder would want to put that in because it's super metal, bro. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think the, um, the for wrong Pete, the last scene in the trailer is when um, Soups goes to punch Batman and then he stops him with his super bat armor, right? Yes, yes. And then he's all like, what the fuck? Yeah, like uh, yeah. I think that's probably the funniest face. Um, I've ever seen Henry Cavill ever make and mind you he's been in comedy movies <laughs> I think that is the best like that needs to be like a gif right now if it's not it is so, uh, it's totally oh good Yeah. tweet it out a million times because I just love that face it's so funny I was laughing out loud when I saw it um, in theaters when I watched Deadpool um, but yeah the, the trailer looks super fun Gal Gadot looks super awesome in it um and yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm not exactly excited for the movie, but I'll definitely watch it as soon as I can.
0: Yeah, it's um I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm a big DC fan. Um, I'm I'm a huge Batman and Superman fan, so I I'm looking forward to it. I I love the trailer. I thought it was cool that we got like a pretty Batman heavy, um, a pretty Batman heavy trailer because it was yeah, yeah we, definitely yeah we didn't you know we've seen bits and pieces of batman slash bruce wayne but i feel like this was the longest depiction we've seen so far and and, it 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 just kind of jazzes me even more um to see what we're going to get and 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 part of that too is because when you listen to ben affleck in his interviews he really wants to bring justice to this character not to say that that's never done done before um you know uh but in any other movies but he really wants to bring you what you've seen in the comic books and I think we're getting that, and I think, and and, and that's what excites me. Um, uh, and, and as much as I'm a huge Superman fan, it excites me even more to see how these dynamics are going to work. Um, you know, and and I'm, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited. Um, you know, uh, I'm the opposite of Amelia, which is okay. Um, that's what makes it's us, totally cool. Yeah, it makes us different, and it's totally fine. Um, but you know, i I'm. I'm I just want to sit. I just, I, I just want the movie to be here already, so we can sit down, and we can watch it, and then, and then everything can go away, and and we can all say, okay, it's been done. Part of my hype about the movie is because, uh, I feel like I've been hearing about a Batman Superman movie for like the last twenty years, so I'm super stoked that we're just we're finally getting these two on screen, like finally. And and I mean, we're getting Wonder Woman too, which is even more awesome. So. So that's where my hype comes from, and I'm just – I'm super stoked about that. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, but really quickly, uh, Amelia and Matt did see Deadpool. Uh, let's take a second. Um, Amelia, what did you think of Deadpool? Just uh, real quick, uh, non-spoiler uh, thoughts.
1: So as as somebody who gets super emotionally attached to characters, my first favorite thing about this movie is I didn't cry once. I got to go see a Marvel movie and just laugh for two hours. I like there, there were still like moments where things were hard or you had to like there, there was definitely conflict, but it wasn't soul crushing conflict where I was like, oh my God, no, that person, or oh my God, no, this person. Like it was. I got to go see a Marvel movie and laugh and have fun. And I'm sure there are critics who are tearing this movie apart because, you know, that's what critics do. But I thought it was every single thing that it was supposed to be. It was hilarious. It was vulgar. It was crass. And it was violent. And it was a piece of frigging artwork. Mm -hmm. I loved it.
2: Matt. Matt. Um, Van Wilder became a murderer in a red suit. That's essentially what just happened. Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds was born to play this character. I had so much fun <laughs> with it. I do agree. It's everything that I expected it to be and it should be. But, which is great and the movie is great in my opinion, but I would have liked, I felt like I was just along for the ride. Nothing really surprised me. Um That's my only, like, kind of negative aspect of it it again if you're looking for something just to laugh at for like an hour and a half hour 50 minutes or whatever it's totally that movie um like uh all the fourth wall breaking stuff even like the the takes to the camera were a little more clever than just like deadpool addressing the audience um and of course you know dmx like that X going to give it to you needs to be in every movie because it just gets you so hyped. You know what I'm saying, man? Like I want to run through a brick wall right now just thinking about it. X (laughs) going to give it to you. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's surprisingly had a lot of heart in in the movie, you know? Um, But I'll I'll say that for our full full review. If you guys haven't watched it yet, watch it. If you have any reservations about it, um, like just know that it's exactly what you think it's going to be. And if you're still uncomfortable watching it, then don't. Um, just go out, have a good time. Don't watch like a giant tree give his team a hug and die. No, you're gonna actually have a good time in this movie <laughs> and not cry all over the place. Um, yeah, so yeah, go watch Deadpool. What are you guys doing with your life? Do it right now. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really cool. Um, you know, something I wanted to throw in just one last thing. Did you guys see the trailer for the Daredevil? season premiere.
2: Yeah. Um Holy Crap, it's happening. <laughs> uh I, I treasured the first season so much that um like duh they're gonna make a second season. But um it's it's nice to see oh my god, I forgot his name. Um from The Walking Dead. He's in it as oh, um as uh, a Punisher. I'm forgetting <sighs> his name. This I'm is- happy to see him in um in a series that's actually going to be interesting because i try to watch his tnt show that he was in where he's like a like a mafia mobster guy in chicago and it was so boring but um <clears throat> yeah i i definitely saw it and that talk about conflict that's going to go on for a whole season instead of like just one movie so um, it's gonna be fun did you see it amelia uh,
1: i did i'm really revved up i'm really excited uh, I'm one of the five people on the planet that could not stand Jessica Jones, so I'm I'm really glad to go back to Daredevil.
0: Okay, that's cool. Um.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty stoked.
0: Nice, nice. It's yeah, it's, it's, and I think, um, if I could be, I could be mistaken, but I think that they said they're going to release another trailer, um, in a week or so, or I could, or maybe it's just the pieces of, they're, they're releasing little teasers here and there. There was one of of Daredevil tied up to, uh, a chimney, I think. Um, and then there was a couple one with, there's one with Foggy, um, another one with, um, uh, I'm forgetting her name, um... Karen. Karen, yeah. So they're dropping these little, their little these little teasers, which it's getting me more and more psyched for this. Um, I, I cannot wait. I'm so excited for, for Daredevil season two, especially after season one was so amazing. All right, so, uh... We're now at the end of the show, and we're going to do our classic movie picks for this week. So, um, Amelia, since you are our guest, why don't you give us your picks first?
1: I am going to go with Practical Magic uh, with, with Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. It is my happy movie regardless of how sad I am or whatever awful thing has gone down, I get a glass of wine and I watch that and I can watch it over and over and over again. I love it. Highly recommend.
0: (laughs) Very cool. Thank you for that. Um, Matt.
2: Um, Staying in the lines of Deadpool this week, uh, my pick is Freakazoid, the 1995 animated TV show from Warner Brothers. Um, Such a funny show. Talking about fourth wall breaking. um, What I like about it is um, earlier this year, I don't know if you guys noticed, I, I tweeted, um, I'm getting a little bit of superhero um, fatigue, and what a dumb year to have that because of all these awesome movies coming out. Um, and I'm really happy I watched the Deadpool movie because I, it kind of reminded me that you, you have to have fun because we're talking about comic book characters and superhero movies and stuff like that. So um, I, I went ahead and um, started watching the first half of um, season one of Freakazoid, and um, yeah, like those same comic book tropes are, are still being um, lampooned and parodied. In back in the 90s, and um, it's just a fun show. If you never heard about it, it's it's this old animated show that's uh, very pop culture centric and fourth wall breaking. Um, it's from the same animators and writers as Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Um, it's a Steven Spielberg animated joint, so um, you know you're gonna have a good time. So. Uh, Where you can watch it, maybe on Amazon, but um, I've been borrowing my friends' um, uh, DVDs of it, and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So, yes, Freakazoid, that's my pick.
0: Very cool. Thank you for that, Matt. Um, All right, so my pick is uh, not a classic at all. It's actually something that just premiered on Hulu this week. Um, And I actually just watched the first episode today, and that is – it's it's actually on numbers. It's called – Eleven twenty two sixty three and it's uh dude it looks so good. Oh it's so good. Um it's it's brought to you courtesy of JJ Abrams and Stephen King. Let that sink in. Um yeah, it's really, really cool. Uh, it's with James Franco. Um he plays a character who goes back in time and I'm I'm totally leaving a bunch of plot holes open here. Um but uh he goes back in time to prevent the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and it's really interesting because it's a it's I think what's really getting to me is it's a different take on not a completely different take on time travel, but it's just another look on how what you do in the past can affect things in the future. You know, like when we see in Legends of Tomorrow, um, if something is going to happen, Rip immediately shows them, okay, if you don't do this, this is what your future is going to look like, and in this show, what happens is every time James Franco's character is about to do something that's going to affect the future and really mess up the past in a certain way, the past, what it does is it it does something in that moment to almost stop him from doing what he wants to do, from achieving his goal. Uh, for example, um, I'm not giving anything away, but there's a scene where in the very beginning when he gets to 1960, he goes to a phone booth to call his dad and he's in like an old school telephone booth and the lights start flickering and it's almost like he's not getting any signal and he can hear his dad's voice and he's like dad, dad, dad and he finally hangs up, hangs up, walks out of the booth, walks away like five steps and then he kind of turns around back, next thing you see is a car completely taking out the phone booth, a woman dies in the process, it's just, it's, it's crazy, it's really crazy, I find it very thrilling, very engaging, very interesting, I highly recommend it if you like time travel, you're really gonna find this very interesting because, like I said, it is a very different, interesting, and another take on time travel, especially in this kind of show. This isn't a comic book TV show, um, or, or even like a, a, a sci-fi show. It's it's very drum or uh, very uh, very drum oriented. So
2: I is this an original idea or is it like an adaptation? It was.
0: Of a, it was a book. Um, I now, granted, I I didn't, okay. I didn't finish the book. I've read part of it. So some of the stuff at the beginning, I kind of knew what was going on, but I didn't finish it. So, so I, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch the show. I'll read the book after I watch the show, and it's very interesting. And, and like I said, if you like time travel, it's it's very intriguing. Um, I think it might be right up your alley. So it's on Hulu now. Um, you know they don't release all the shows where you can just binge them right away. So you can watch the first episode. The next episode is releasing the following Monday. So. Check that out on Hulu. Man,
2: Legends yeah. of Tomorrow plus this. It just makes me want 12 Monkeys to be back. Oh, like, my <laughs> God. I
0: cannot wait till that show comes back. Oh, yes, 12 Monkeys. Amazing. Um, all right, so that is going to do it for our show today. Um, hope you enjoyed it. It was good to be back, and hopefully we won't be taking weeks off again anytime soon. Um, Amelia, thank you for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. I had a blast.
0: Yeah, we, we do our best to make our guests feel as welcome as possible and um, and just have fun with this. Um, yeah, it was a blast having you on. Thank you. Um, all right. So uh, before we go, we will plug all our stuff. And I apologize for not mentioning who you're a part of to start the show, Amelia. But why don't you take a moment now and let everyone know where they can find you and what you're a part of?
1: Oh, my God. That's a really long list. Um. <laughs> We're just gonna leave it at the Geekly Planet and the Marvel Report and you can find me on Twitter at Browncoat
0: Awesome. Done. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you
2: for that. Dude, um, give her a follow, guys. She is yeah. so funny on Twitter. Like like you make my day sometimes, my friend. Like you'd say some of the funniest <laughs> stuff on there. And I'm at work, customers are down my throats, right? And I'm just like Oh, let's check Twitter. And then you post a picture of like a cat or something like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, great. The world is fine. It's okay. So yeah, give her a follow. Good follow.
0: <laughs> yeah, she is awesome. There's a reason. Oh, and she's a huge. Oh, go ahead, Matt.
2: Sorry, you're a huge Supernatural fan. I know we have Supernatural fans listening. So guys, follow her. She's super awesome. Discuss the show with her. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Matt. Aw, thanks, guys. Matt, go ahead and Oh, his, me yeah. me, sorry
2: uh you can find me on facebook twitter and instagram at i'm salzy i am s-a-l-z-y
0: and you can find me at pacing pete on twitter you can find me um on snapchat uh we were just like joking around about that before we started um at P- you can find me uh, pace at pacing pete on snapchat you can find us on twitter at Cena nerd go to the gww.com for all our content you'll find articles from our usual co-host miss sarah belmont she usually does weekly uh reviews on television shows so go check those out as well as all the other content we have comic books video games you will find it all there um and also go check out our itunes page uh go like it subscribe it comment let us know what you think that is going to do it for our show today thank you for coming back we're glad to be back um yeah that's it you have a dvr and streaming capabilities use them
2: Uh, Yeah, and
0: check out our Facebook. Do we even post on there anymore? Yes, we do. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks
2: Assemble!